0: There's no need to stress just how strange it feels right now in Houston. This, the first week of April 2020, and the fourth largest city in the country. Now bracing for the inevitable, and two questions linger on the tongues of all Houstonians. How severe will the virus be, and how long is it going to disrupt life? These two questions key components in fueling what must be the story of a generation. Last week, I called a buddy of mine. The director of multimedia at the Houston Chronicle. And I said, What's it look like there at the office? He told me he was one of about seven people there on his floor, this, the third largest paper in the country. And I asked him, How are you holding up in the face of this crisis? And he said, Well, I've got all the coffee I can drink, we are flush with toilet paper, and I have all the high speed internet I can handle. Today, reporting on the current state of his newsroom in this eerie calm, and how journalists on his watch are adapting and getting it all done. Veteran reporter, current executive editor of the Houston Chronicle, Mr. Steve Riley. How long are we gonna be talking? That was my first question to you. I wanted to know how long you have today. I only need a couple of hours. Yeah, that's (laughs) (laughs) You have been the senior editor an executive editor on two different coasts now that are prone to hurricanes. First one, North Carolina, and now here in Houston. This week, we've been seeing pictures of an empty Bourbon Street. We've seen Venice canals that are running clear. Uh, we've seen photos of the Brooklyn Bridge that's entirely empty of cars. Have you ever seen anything more surreal than this as you are covering this story? Um, I can't say that I have, Farrell. I Every disaster is different. I think back
1: to 9-11, which was primarily a Washington and New York story, at least at first, although, of course, its ripples went out as we went to war and the economy was affected for a a short time. I was not in Houston for Harvey. I was in North Carolina for Floyd and Fran. uh, And those things consume life for a certain amount of time. And then life gets back to normal quickly for some and more slowly for others who have to rebuild. This affects everyone, everywhere, potentially their health, but certainly in their lifestyle, the economy, uh, in almost every way that you can think of, personal fitness and just mental well-being. We don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know how deep the impacts will be. So from that perspective,
0: this one seems different. How is your crew holding up in this time where news and information has become so absolutely critical?
1: It is an unusual sight. We, the newsroom takes up the fourth floor of this open, renovated, nice building, and when we're at full strength in the building, there's a lot of bustle uh, during the day and into the evening. As I sit here today, there may be half a dozen people in the newsroom and everybody else is wired up working at home. And for some people, of course, they're out, photographers and reporters on the street doing what reporters and photographers do while trying to maintain proper distance and take care of themselves. The staff so far has held up remarkably well. We have communicated with people about how to try to stay safe while reporting. It's not easy. Photographers can't shoot pictures over the phone. They can't take video over the phone. There are some things that reporters can't do over the phone, although we can do a lot. We're, of course, using email and Slack to stay in touch and to try to plan remotely what is normally a very highly interactive process in the building with editors scurrying around, talking to each other directly a lot. So we've had to change the way we we think through some of those processes and still put out or produce a vibrant, two vibrant websites and a print newspaper every day. It's hard To do, and it's hard to do while, of course, people are struggling with their personal lives the same way as our readers and listeners are. But the the staff has rallied, it has done just incredible work. It's a period where people tend to come back to us, those who have drifted away from us, because they know that we are a trusted source of information and we're going to provide a deep report every day.
0: There was an article this week by Greg Morago. The subheading was Businesses Might Not Recover Here and those that do will face a very different Houston. Uh, We spoke about hurricanes earlier. Even in highly destructive aftermaths of hurricanes, life usually does get back to normal at some point. Do you think that things will change forever here based on where you are standing today?
1: If you'd asked me three weeks ago where we'd be today, I would have been a pretty poor prognosticator, and and so I'm probably going to miss this one pretty badly as well. (laughs) I, I think the difference in what we're seeing in the economy, and you see it reflected in the amazing spike in unemployment, claims, both locally and in Texas and in the country. That spigot has turned on so much faster than you typically see it after some other type of disaster and so much more broadly. I mean, as I said earlier, this is a universal crisis. It affects every community, every person. You know, the short answer, I think, has to be yes. But in large part, that depends on the strength of those businesses going in as far as how long they can last without their normal business revenue coming in. Of course, how quickly help comes from the stimulus package that is being wrapped up and finished in Congress as we speak. It alone is not enough. Getting the business back at some point might be enough if those businesses can last and i think that's the place where you see the potential for a change in a community the if people are not working and if their places of work change and they can't go back to those same types of jobs then you see a fundamental reshaping of the region i mean i know the people from new orleans will tell you that that area never really recovered or it changed radically after katrina because so many people left to live elsewhere. Of course, some of them came to Houston, as we know. It's hard to say with certainty, but yeah, I think, you, I think you're looking at a different landscape in ways that we can only think about now. We can't predict, and I don't feel qualified to try to analyze and say, oh yes, this is what's going to happen. I don't think we know, but we will be there to chronicle that.
0: My sister wrote me the other day a text, and she was checking in on us out here And uh, she said something that I thought was interesting. She said, after this is over, I'm not going to take for granted going shopping. I'm not going to take for granted going out with my fiance to a restaurant. When this is all over, when it gets back to normal, what is the one thing about Houston or what is a thing that when you see it come back online, it'll it'll make you happy?
1: (laughs) You know, one of the many amazing things about this city is the the restaurant scene. I've never lived anywhere with the depth and breadth of quality restaurants. And I think the feeling about that was reflected last week late online and in print on Sunday with our restaurant critic, Allison Cook's essay about what she's missing, the fiber of Houston that she's missing when she's not in the restaurants, both new and the ones that she's familiar with, uh, we all have different routines and and all of that. But one of the things that we that most people enjoy about this city is the variety and diversity of the the food scene. And I, I think when we see that come back a little bit, it'll feel a little more normal.
0: Well, then that obviously begs the question: What's the best restaurant in in Houston? Oh,
1: you're going to get <laughs> me in a lot of trouble here. <laughs>
0: This coronavirus comes at a time where the president had already been in a longstanding war with the media. And I think that the result of that is is that doubt has been cast upon what is currently needed, and that is good information. In times like this, where there is a, quote, invisible enemy, as they are calling it, I would presume information means the difference right now between life and death. Is there a sense that right now the newsroom has taken to not only getting out good information, but actually becoming agents for a cause so that they can be part of a solution. Well, look, this is
1: this is one area where I don't mind publicly disagreeing with the the president. The media are not the enemy of the people. We we are and I'm going to, you know, now I'm going to speak more specifically for the Houston Chronicle. We are about the business of gathering as much information as we can gather every day. To help people understand the gravity of this, the, the breadth of it, the depth of it, the potential for more harm, and to give them basic, useful information that helps them make decisions. Not to make decisions for them, but to help them understand what's out there, what the options are, what the experts say the best courses are. And I don't look for silver linings in situations like this, but we are, I think, emerging as a trusted source for information in, in this crisis. And that's what we want to be. That's what our people are doing every day. They're putting themselves on the line when they have to go out beyond their homes, and, and they do every day. And those of us who are more behind the walls in the newsroom are trying to figure out more ways to serve our readers. I also want to mention, Farrell, that there are a lot of new things that we are doing changing on the fly to try to adjust to this story. This podcast, of course, is one of those. We're going to be producing it five days a week. You'll hear from different people in our newsroom and from voices of experts in the community. We will have a special daily coronavirus section. We will accomplish that by moving the sports pages for this period inside the traditional A section and using that capacity to produce a daily report freestanding on the coronavirus. In the community, we are doing more question and answer interviews and trying to answer frequently asked questions in pure form. We're adapting our newsroom on the fly, both digitally and in print. Look, we are a more digital newsroom than we were three weeks ago, three months ago, six months ago. I think it'll feel like we are less tied to an office. We've always been about getting people out of the newsroom and into the community, right? And, and this has done it in a, in a more forceful way. Our, our newsroom has been practically empty for the past three weeks. So yeah, we'll be different in ways that I can't anticipate now, but I, I hope that they will drive us
0: toward more and better and more useful journalism. I got to tell you, I am extremely thrilled and proud to be a part of something like this. And I, I can't thank you enough for sitting down and talking to me. And next time, hopefully we can do it in person at one of those restaurants and not socially quarantined over the Internet like this. I look forward to that. Everyone involved with this show would like to thank all those people out in Houston inspiring us at the moment. The first responders, essential workers, healthcare professionals, everyone stocking the shelves, keeping us provided for in these uncertain times. Though you have our heartfelt gratitude, how could we ever thank you enough? And to our journalists, you all stay safe and keep on keeping on. I would personally like to thank the Houston Chronicle executive editor Steve Riley for interviewing with me today and also managing editors Mark Lorando and Maria Reeve for turning us loose on this. We do appreciate very much your vision. Scott Kingsley is the Houston Chronicle podcast editor. The music you're hearing, well, that's me and my band, All The Kimonos. But Houston musicians, we are now looking for songs to feature each week on this show, knowing that at the moment, you probably don't have too many audiences to play to. So send us your songs. We'd love to hear them. Maybe it will be a way for us to help get your music out there. It would be a thrill for me to see that happen. Just email them to hcpodmusic at gmail.com. And until we meet again, to the kindest most resilient city I have ever known. Let's stay that way, Houston.